K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Welcome to Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kuta 3X. The other half of your host here, my esteemed colleague, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted. If he had a Twitter profile, he'd be on one of those lists. Mr. Bionis, what's up, B? What's going on, man? What list would I be on? Uh, given your outspoken political views, most likely on one of those uh, warnings, Twitter warnings, <laughs> warning lists. <laughs> Would they, <laughs> double secret probation, probably. Would they be live fact checking my my posts? Uh, n- no, man. You would be frozen for a bit. And, oh, okay. And so you you know they're on you. You know you know the feds were on you. The Twitter feds. Gotcha. All right, man. So black is Kang. Did you see it? Have not seen it. I don't have Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll holler offline about that. But black is King, man. Whew. That was a lot. It, Did you see Tyrese's reaction to Black is King? I haven't. The only thing I've seen about it is the Africans on Twitter talking about they um put a put a pin in that. Okay. So let's we'll get to that. So <laughs> okay. so uh I one, I don't know how you how they're Africans and two, fuck them, but we'll get we'll get to that later. So Tyrese, Tyrese of Baby Boy uh fame and uh Coca-Cola fame. I don't know. I don't know if you'd uh, say that or if you'd say Transformers fame. When he isn't he more popular? Isn't the, aren't the Transformers movies more popular than Coca-Cola ad and Baby Boy? First off, he probably meant uh the Fast and Furious movies. That too. Because I don't name but maybe two Transformer movies. But he's they're in. bigger than Fast and Furious. Tra- those Transformer movies were bigger than mm, negative Fast. Broham. That is a negative. That's a hard no. Maybe. Uh, uh, you know, there's a reason why Vin Diesel don't got a six pack anymore. <laughs> he's, he's like, what? How much is coming? Well, fuck all this hard work shit. Fuck that, man. The money make itself. Right. Money making Vin. Nah, man. Uh, but I digress. Nevertheless, in both Transformers and the Fast movies, Fast and Furious movies, who's Tyrese playing? Who's he playing? Yeah. Uh, Nigga, he's playing Tyrese. That's who he's playing. He's himself. That's what I was so that's why it. I don't count those. He's him. He's Tyrese. Right. If Tyrese was in this movie and couldn't call, couldn't be called Tyrese. Right. Yeah, but um, any event, man. So he he will he went on a immediate reaction. He posted on his social media. I think his oh, Instagram. <laughs> so look, let me ask you a question because there's two Tyrese's. There's a Tyrese we all know and love. And then there's a Tyrese is a misogynistic, crazed, uh, egocentric megalomaniac. Is it which one posted? A little bit of both. Anyway, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so Tyrese, he's just seen it. He's like, "What did I just watch? <laughs> I don't even know what to say." You know, if I see Beyonce. And I know Beyonce. I've known her for 20 years. If I see Beyonce, I don't even want to go up to her. I would feel uncomfortable saying, you know, hi, how are you? What's going on? Because, quote, he doesn't want to disrupt the genius thoughts, the creativity that could be going on in her head by him simply saying hi. What? Now, I agree to some point. (laughs) Because really, what the fuck could Tyrese be talking about? I don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Tyree? I don't, I don't know what you. What's up? Yeah, Tyrese told me what's up. I'd probably hit him with just a head nod. B, I, that's that's honestly got true. Right. So he said, "Kuna, what's up?" I just be like, <laughs> head nod. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any of it, man. So he it it changed his life. He just said, "Thank you, Beyonce. What? Thank you." Now let me let me be all the way transparent. By the way, Mama Tina reposted that from Tyrese, and. Uh, so I was like, all right, what is this nigga talking about? So I, I have Disney Plus because uh, I have so I like Marvel movies and I have kids. Right. Uh, and so I went to go, all right, all right, what is this? What is this? So I sat down on my computer. I turned all the lights down real low and I played Black is King on Disney Plus. It's a visual album. That's what it is. Oh, okay. But it's also kind of a movie. Okay. And tell the albums and the scenes all tell a story. It's the whole thing's about an hour and tw- hour and a half, hour twenty five long. You gotta watch this shit. Be honest. Okay. It's like okay. My my mind's not as blown as Tyrese's. You know, if I if I would happen to be in the same room as Beyonce, you know, I I would try to make a deal, <laughs> right? Get put on. <laughs> <laughs> You call it a handout, I call it a hand up. Um, right. We got to stop with this, B. And I know you go, you're going to have all of the uh, the shade and you're going to disagree. And I know it's going to be hard for us. So I'm going to ask, well, well, we'll see if we can get somehow, some way for you to see it between now and the next time we record. But we have got to start appreciating Beyonce for what she's doing. And uh, I posted this in the Slack the other day and... Uh, uh, fellow uh, member of the Rare Sons, Jamie Mack, was like, well, is it her or is it her production team? I mean, to me, that's like saying, well, how much input did Michael Jackson really have on these videos? Why did I say Michael Jackson? Because B, in 2020, and again, this is how you're going to say that's hyperbole because she hasn't seen it, but you got to see it. She is doing Michael Jackson type shit. I would agree with when that. When I tell you this, this black is king, I don't even know what the fuck to call it. It's a goddamn experience. It's the type of thing you got to watch like two, three, four times to make sure, you know, you didn't miss something. I, I would agree with you. She's the uh, modern day Michael Jackson. Well, then when you see this, this video, movie, whatever this, because, you know, the whole, Michael, one of Michael Jackson's many accolades is that uh, what I've heard is that he created the, you know, he perfected or elevated, either he's the father, originator, or elevator, or perfecter of the music video. And he's also one of the people that pushed the music video past just like, you know, the however, however minutes the song was and made it an actual theatrical thing. Right. Featuring the song. This is exactly like Moonwalker. what Beyonce has done. Like Moonwalker. Huh? Moonwalker. Yeah, or Thriller. Yeah, yeah, same well, thing. Well, Moon, no, Thriller, uh, the, Thriller was like 15 minutes. Moonwalker was over an hour. Similar concepts, meaning what I'm saying is this is actually its own thing. Right. You could sell tickets to this. This is a, this is a whole other medium. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Beyonce are singing songs. And oh, by the way, these songs uh, makes it... It's like Beyonce scored this movie. Right. About the songs... 
that right. Beyonce was scoring the movie too. Right. Oh man, I don't I don't want to give away spoilers. Yeah, don't give away spoilers. Everyone out there that knows this, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch it. And after you watch it, then ask yourself, who are these hating ass hotep fake woke ass people in the continent of Africa? And these here United States <laughs> that are finding a goddamn problem in every fucking solution. That's everybody on your side. It's just now you so, don't agree with them. So, so let's do it this way. So I'm well, not giving any spoilers. Okay. Black is King is about black people, all black people. And it looks like it's shot primarily in different, different uh, provinces in Africa, different, different countries in africa oh wow and it's an experience you know be you and i both feel like that's a very similar way about erica badu yes erica badu is going to say this shit is dope so what you have is essentially a past a present and a potential future in my opinion certainly the past and the present are there and it tells the story of Choices you could make and being true to who you are and forgetting who you are and maybe refining who you are. Visually, it's just mind blowing. I've seen the, the uh, visuals. Just, I've seen some of the visuals. The visuals. Yeah. The, yeah, the color choices, the depth of everything. It looks, it looks ridiculously good. By the way, featuring almost exclusively black designers for all of the shit that we saw. Wow. That you're going to see. And so another thing, again, without giving away, I'm just giving you a general synopsis of what you can expect. She highlights several artists from the African continent, mm. from many different African countries. South Africa is one I saw. I think I saw a Ghana because I saw a Ghana flag in, in one scene. Okay. So she's putting uh, African real Africans of different African countries on a platform, on a worldwide platform using her name. And Jay-Z's in it too. Yeah, of course. And so, oh, no, no, don't, of course. He's a pivotal. I mean, it's, it's, it's just beautifully done. It's, it's beautifully done. Well, you know, he can, he can go it, forever without water. So he's perfect in Africa. Another time, B. Um, <laughs> another time. But in any event, so she's put all these... I'm silently uh, laughing to myself. I don't care if we touch on it or not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> That's a whole other... We, we're not going to let this distract from, from, right. uh, from, <laughs> right. from Beyonce's uh, creation. Blue is in it. Um, one of the daughters, I don't know if it's Rumi. It must be Rumi. She's in it. Her mama's in it. Kelly's in it. And the thing is, everyone in it is of color. So you're going to find some Indian people in it. You're going to find some Latinas or Latinas in it. Uh, Jesse Reyes, I don't expect you know that as B. She's one of these younger singers. She's in it. And she's on a song. Um, it, uh, it's just Black is King is an, is an adequate and apt description of what this is. It's fucking amazing. Are it's there- like lemonade on steroids and less, you know, are there no whites? Yes, there is actually. Oh, okay. 
You didn't ask me what they do. I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just want to know where are, are the whites represented. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Perfect. You know what's crazy? Yeah, they're, they're, People forget Beyonce went on tour for many years with an all female band. She's she is progressive. I don't I don't know that I don't know that the people that are are going for her neck are going for her neck for the right reasons. It sounds like they're just upset about something else, and she's the first. Yeah, they she, are upset. Because B, I I heard some of the criticisms. Well, some of the criticism is she's replaying tropes of Africa. Yeah, that's what I heard. Too. Like you know. Animal furs and whatnot. Well, motherfuckers, guess what the fuck? At one point in time, that's part of our. Well, I'm gonna say it. You don't got to agree with me. At one point in time, that was part of our culture and heritage. That shit did happen, right? And you know what, motherfuckers? Guess what? People still wear fur and shit, and they make millions of dollars over in Africa. It happens. Yeah. Um, the way that it's portrayed, I don't think me not being, you know, African. I understand that. I understand there's a difference between being African black and American black. Right. I understand that what I may not see as a trope, they may. I understand that, and I appreciate that. But for from a black artist like Beyonce to try to highlight something in a way that I would understand it, or maybe even you would understand it, I didn't see it as a trope. What I did fucking see was all these African uh, artists being put the fuck on. Right. And when I say put the fuck on, I mean all the way the fuck on. Not off to the left. Not yeah. like a little way. Not, not like a little way away from Beyonce. Not like Beyonce might be off to the side and you heard a voice. You yeah. mean, no, she up in there. So look. If you up in there, she up in there. There's a word that I heard that I've never, I never heard before. Maybe that's not a new word, but it sounds like something that doesn't make any sense in this application. They're saying that she's, her Wakandanization of Africa is pitiful. Is, does that have any merit at all? Is she making it... Wakanda, is she Wakanda sizing it? Okay, a few things. If this is your first listen to Black on Both Sides, then I want you to know that King Kunta 3X fucks hard with <laughs> Black Panther and Wakanda. <laughs> and the history of this podcast, I've only spoken ill of Wakanda once. That's when T.I. was trying to say Atlanta was was Wakanda. I said, hey, you know, not the right time and place for this TI uh, tip. Clifford? Cliff. Cliff H. Not, no, not Huxtable. Not the right time. Right. Uh, but I don't understand that critique. Uh, she showed Africa in the past. She showed Africa, let me rephrase, she showed certain African countries in the past. And she sh- showed certain African countries, and I think a lot of it was South Africa. Right. the country of South Africa-centric right now. And she showed it both at a... Well, both... She showed the range. You got the impoverished part of it, and you've right. got, you know, not impoverished part of it, Then you've got completely opulent. And so she showed a past, a present, and a potential, I guess you could say, um, ideal, which included some opulence. So when they say Wakandanize, I'm not sure what that means. There were right. no, there were no, uh, there were, you know, there was no massive techno, techno, technological. What I, what, know, what I gathered from it was they were saying she was painting a picture of Africa being perfect and not needing, uh, not being, uh, I don't know, marginalized, maybe. Why the fuck not? Why can't it be? Why can't we? Why can't we have that image? Right. Of all the other images we have that the media 
that, you know, mainstream media pumps to us about Africa here in the United States. Why can't we not have that? I agree. Representation. Why can't we have that? Why can't we have an idealized version of the continent of Africa and the countries that make it up? Why can't, why not? As I said, fake woke, hotep, folks from both African, the African continent here are just bitter bitches, men and women, bitter bitches. And every fucking solution, they got a fucking problem. Yeah. What do they say she should have done? They don't have. Well, she just shouldn't. Come on, you know she they just, don't have a, a. They don't have their own creativity to to impart on the world. They just want to criticize everybody else's. Well, she 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 uh, she depicted people uh, wearing furs. So what should she have done? But here's the here's the thing, right? Did Beyonce ever say this is uh, nonfiction? Did she ever say this is a documentary? Did she ever say this is the? I don't think she ever. I've, I didn't even hear about this until it was out. Nigga, it's a movie. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's a whole goddamn movie. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't need to be a hundred percent accurate. It doesn't need. There to, was no shit that said based on a true story. It does not need to be a documentary. It does not have to have facts and and it, it's a visual. It's a. She's still an artist. It's a visual, but I haven't even seen at, it yet. So you know, at the, at the, it's amazing, and I don't. I'm it not sounds using, amazing. It sounds really good. I mean, it's just, it it is what it is. I mean, it's a coming of age story. That's what it is. It's a coming of age story set in Africa um, from a black experience. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's very, you know, abstract, but there's still very, there's a lot of positive, a lot of positivity coming off this. It's inspiring. It's it's just, you know, to me, um, it's similar to Black Panther in what for me, in that I'm like, wow, wouldn't this be great if? Wouldn't it be cool if this thing were a thing? But it's right. not. Right. And you whereas said- this this movie is like I mean, this I'm calling it a movie. Black is King is like, wow, there's a lot of interesting things to take from this. Yeah. Even though I understand this is, there's a lot of, there's empowerment here. There's things I need to think about. I need to think about this more. I need to watch this more. So why did you say we'll disagree? Because you started, you framed this with you and I not agreeing on Beyonce something. And then you kind of went to this thing that I agree on completely. So I'm not really sure what we disagree on. Oh, that's purely based on the slack slander you lobbed my way yesterday. So, about um, Beyonce as a person? Oh, come on. Yeah. There's, there's two things going on here. First of all, Beyonce absolutely definitely is an icon. She's one of the top five probably artists of all time. As far as sales, uh, people who know who she is, just I, being an icon, period. Oh, yeah, that's where it is. You, so, I think you said you don't know if she's... If she's you compared it to a Kardashian, Kim, Kim Kardashian, you? yes, I did. Because uh, what as, does Kim Kardashian do? What talent does she have at all? Well, see, here's the thing, and 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 this is the, this is definitely a talent, but it's just not one that we put a lot of stock into. She has the ability to be famous. She has figured it out. She knows how to keep her name on everybody's tongues. She knows how to be visible. She knows how to stay within the realm of existence at all times. So what I was saying was Beyonce. It's kind of like Kim Kardashian in the way that is she good? Or I mean, sorry, is she famous because of her talent or is her fame give her like a pass before anybody, nobody even cares if she can sing or if she can dance or whatever she can do because she's so famous. And that's what, that's the point I was trying to make. She can sing and she can sing and dance as good. Oh, 
she can dance a whole lot better, but she can sing as good or better than Madonna. So if Madonna can be an icon, so can Beyonce. I wanted to call her a triple threat, but we all know that's not true. She's not a triple threat, but she is definitely an icon. She's definitely top five. I would say Madonna probably is in that top five as well, along with Michael Jackson and a couple of others we could we could debate about. But yeah, she's a top five. So you, when you're hearing me talk, that's just really conversation. I'm just a lot of the times I'm just joking with y'all because sometimes people just go overboard. I'm I'm more of a of a troll against the uh, what do they call the beehive than I am Beyonce herself. Don't don't, don't be dropping that. that don't don't <laughs> do that around your beehive. It's really it's really not that she's not that she gets Between my that nerves. And the, and the Nick Cannon thing, we want the nicer man. <laughs> it's about the people that ride so hard. You're like, dude, is I, I get it, I get it. Top five icon, yes, but come on, man, you're gonna give up your firstborn to this woman? Like I believe they give up their firstborn. I I. You know, I, I I see what you're saying, but I think there needs to start to be a larger conversation about this woman and Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. No one else could pull this off. We had this argument really, on, on Music Love Life a couple of years ago um, on the network. So, yeah, you're not the only person who believes this on this network. So, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm blown away that uh, Beyonce Knowles, because she's, she's our... What do you call it? She's in our our she's she's at or near our age. We're yeah. we're in the same cohort, right. basically. So to watch her from how she came in, uh, her first album, uh, I never knew. Uh, I guess the Super Bowl performance was a peak at this evolution, and, and Lemonade to me just well, just was airing out just bull, was shit. I but mean, it, was it was still beautiful. It was amazing. But it was still yeah, beautiful. but it was but yeah, but it was still you know, it was very personal to her. Right. I felt this. On the other hand, this shit's gonna be at the Black National History Museum at some point. Mark my words, B. We might be old as fuck, but it's gonna it's gonna be in there. I guarantee to you, it's gonna be in there at some point. Wow. This was a fucking piece of art wow. from start to finish, and I. She had to have some input in how this is going to be. And I'm, I'm directly speaking to what Jamie Mack said about, is it her or is it her team? No, Beyonce is, at the end of the day, the buck stops there. Any, any flop, anything that don't hit goes to her. So she has, uh, at the end of the day, ultimate creative control of the direction she goes in. And she decided to do this. I don't, I don't, write, I, he's talking out his ass. I, uh, Jamie Mack, just, he, I think he was just talking out his ass. There's, there are some artists in Not Doctor Mac. That's crazy. No, he was talking out of his ass. There are some artists who you know are manufactured artists. For instance, uh, Kesha. Everybody knows Kesha was not. She was just standing on the side of the road, probably begging for cash. And Doctor Luke walked by and was like, "Hey, I could probably make you know a couple of dollars off of you." And he went into the studio and made her an entire thing. And then she tried to say that he sexually harassed her, even though she probably had no shot if it hadn't been for him noticing that she was looking homeless. Anyway. Her voice, toxic every, masculinity. Everything about her was created and fabricated. Has Beyonce had help? Yes. Has Beyonce? And, uh, by the way, at one point, early in her career, the same could be said about her. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, obviously, Beyonce's had some body work. She, she's, you know, had. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying no, she I'm saying had a very direct her. image as Destiny's Child from the Wyclef making them a thing thing. Right, but I'm talking until about her, her first album. That was that's a whole. You know, yeah, 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 manicured thing. Absolutely, but I'm talking about more of a general sense of has she had any any uh, assistance being the the icon that she is. Absolutely, but the problem that doc, that Dr. Mac has is that we're not talking about one hit or two mm -hmm. hits. 
We're talking about a lifetime of hits, a lifetime of successes, a lifetime of hitting the right thing at the right time at the right place. You can't do that if you aren't, you know what I'm saying? Right. If you're not a part of it. It, wasn't, it's it won't to keep guess, working. It's hard to guess right that many times. Uh-huh, okay, it won't sure. keep working if it's a fabrication. There's, there's a lot of real to it. Mm-hmm. And in the last, shit, I guess, five or six years, she's gone militant. I guess we weren't paying attention, and now we are. When uh, I, I don't mean militant. She's gone pro, very pro-black. And, and this, is, this, is, this is a beautiful piece of, of art that she's created for us. I can understand why uh, Mr. Tyrese Gibson's entire light bulb was blown. I can, I can see, I can see him not having enough bandwidth to process all of this. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, anyone out there, uh, you have got to do yourself a favor and watch Black is King. Don't halfway watch it. Get be somewhere where you can, you know, control the environment. Get an hour and a half and just, you know, just digest this thing. It's like a combination of all of my favorite Erica Badu movie, uh, videos into a movie. It's it's just past, present, and future. All of it, not all of it, because sometimes you know people make bad decisions, and so the the protagonist makes makes a bad decision, has to deal with that. There's a Kendrick Lamar verse on here. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, wait, is that where is he? Been? You don't see Kendrick, but I was like, is that is that is that K Dot? Did he, but sound, yeah, did he so, sound like a Munchkin? We represent the lollipop guild. The lollipop. No, he, no? She, didn't, she didn't let him go high, high, uh, high pitch on this. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put you on a pedestal. <laughs> that pussy to die for. I know. She said, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> any event. So Black is King was one of, the, one of the best things I've experienced in the last two weeks since we talked. Uh, go watch it. <laughs> Damn, that's not very long. I was going to say of the year. Is it one of the best things of the year? Oh, uh, personally, I, uh, okay. From the entertainment-wise, yes. Okay. Damn, okay. Um, I'm, yeah, entertainment-wise, I'd say yes. It's, it's one of the, the best things I, I've, I've experienced this, this year. Uh, Asterisk sports. Um, all right. So, you want to talk about verses or you want to talk about entanglements? Uh, ooh, I'm not up on verses. Well, Timbo, I think it on his social media, he posted a, a potential verses. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to have you guess. I'm just going to tell you who it is and we're going to talk about what we think could happen. Right. <clears throat> on the one hand, Sade. Sade? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Versus Anita Baker. Let's discuss. Not comparable, but I don't I don't know, man. No, they're not comparable. They're not comparable at all. <laughs> not even remote, not even same genre. No. They may have happened to have made some music that have overlapped some of the same years. That's about it. Yeah. Anita Baker has an, an incredible voice. But it's very mellow music. It's not. There's not the kind of hits that you're gonna be out of your seat to. You might sing along and you might close your eyes and really feel it, but it's not gonna be something that's gonna make you jump up out of your seat and be excited. On the other hand, Sade is like is like a world sound, and her voice has never been the greatest. It's always they're good songs, but it's it's just it's the vibe. You are not gonna sit up here and talk about Miss Brit. I mean, Sade like that. <laughs> 
Her voice has never been the greatest. She's got a good voice. I'm not saying her voice is bad, but she's not a Anita Baker type singer. I don't know, man. This Sade all day, every day. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, say. yeah. Sade but, will destroy Anita Baker because she's got songs that are global. Those are global songs. I mean, she's just, she's a thing worldwide. Anita Baker is, you know, an American legend. Yeah. But Sade is a global icon thing. Exactly. As I was about to say, Sade is not top five icon, but she's definitely in the icon conversation. She yeah, might be right on that right on that cusp of five. Let me let me do it this way. Uh, Anita Baker's a legend, an American legend. Yes. Sade is an icon, a global icon. Yes. So that's the difference. And uh, you know, I a better a better uh, let's let's see if we can make a better versus. So Anita Baker, I think, matches up to Patty Labelle. That's first of all, I, first of all, let's say Sade is not in a ever going to be in a versus ever. Should never be. I don't even know who you. I won't. Who? Right. She needs to. They need to, to not even ask her. That's that's a disrespectful to even ask. Her. Wait, wait. No, we we're gonna do that after this. It's because the Anita the Anita Baker one is easier. Right. Which is the whole fucking point. It shouldn't be easy. All right. So Anita Baker versus I say Patty Labelle. Who who would you say? <sighs> Patty Labelle. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of overlap in time. They're contempor. Well, they're mostly contemporaries. You know, Miss Labelle's a little bit older. I'm being nice because she makes those delicious sweet potato pies. <laughs> She's a lot older, yeah. Why did it end this way? On my own. <sighs> I don't know if I even care. I'm serious. I don't know I'm I- just telling you what Timbo did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I care to see Anita Baker in a versus. This is weird. I love Anita Baker. I love Anita this Baker. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? Like, what is our room gonna look like in the in the back in the video? Like, who's gonna be in the vi- who's gonna be in the background? Some dude with gray I, hair. I swear to God, Timbaland on his Instagram eight hours ago says, "Speaking this, speaking to existence." Double exclamation points. Uh, DJ Feezy, who I don't know the fuck is that? Jazzy Jeff. No, I don't, oh. I don't know. I said he said, uh, "I love Anita." I have to go with one of the greatest bands of all time. They go by the name Sade. Sade, no. I don't know about that. That's crazy. Uh, I lost me at bands of all time. But all right. Okay, but, uh, let me, I'm going to go down a list of, uh, it says the 100 greatest female R&B soul vocalists. We have Aretha Franklin, dead, can't do it. Etta James, dead, can't do it. Mavis Staples, dead, can't do it. Shaka Khan. Mm, maybe. Maybe Shaka Khan. Patti LaBelle, maybe. Whitney Houston, hell no. Uh... Big Maybell, have no idea who that is. Darlene Love, have no idea who that is. Mariah Carey, mm, no. Nah, not, the genres are too different. Yeah, Gladys Knight, mm, I don't think so. Ruth Brown, Tina Turner, Tina Turner. Nope, not Tina Turner either. No, Tina Turner is in the, in the uh, Aretha Franklin category. Yeah. There, uh, there, there, are no, shit, there are no other divas to compete with. Uh, Mary, jo, Mary J. Blige? She's a, she's a, uh, she's a, a derivative. We should have verses with people that are derivatives. Derivative of who? Or of what? You know what? I I I I got stuck on Shaka Khan. Never mind. But I still don't think Mary J. Blige <laughs> works. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Alicia Keys. No, Timbo ain't having that. I mean, uh, Swizz. Sure, you win, so they don't count. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Jill Scott. No. <laughs> Aaliyah. No. <laughs> she already went. <laughs> uh, Tony Braxton. Similar vibe, I guess. Tony Braxton, they both have the kind of sultry, deep voices. Yeah. 
Okay, so Tony's a maybe. I'm still gonna go Patty Patty. Tony's a maybe. Let's see who else we get. Jennifer Hudson, no, too too new. Uh, a lot of these people nobody cares about. They're too old or dead. Was you thinking about Anita Baker for a versus? I the fuck was not. I wasn't. I mean, I listen to Anita Baker every now and then when I want to. When I want to say like, I wonder what my dad and mom, bullshit. my mom jammed. You don't bullshit be. Tell, tell. All right, all right. Fuck it. You're not gonna lie to the people on the, on this podcast. What was the last time you listened to Anita Baker? Tell me. Recently. When? when how recently? When? Uh, within, In the 2000s? Within the month. I won't be neglected. I won't be right. denied. Okay. For those that don't know, Beyonce, uh, Mr. Beyonce is here. I used to call, almost called you Beyonce. She don't <laughs> mind. Um, y'all both light skinned. But um, he, you were actually in the music industry. You are you are a producer, producer, and so I so your music catalog and things you want to go watch are not those of normal folk. Fair enough. But yeah, I listened to her this month. I love Anita Baker. She's just not shot A level. That's all. I'm sorry. So I'm saying this from an honest, honest place when I say this. She just can't compete to Sade. Um, no. Janet Jackson, hell no. Faith Evans, uh, Faith Evans haven't had, doesn't have enough hits. You know what? Well, we don't give enough flowers to Faith Evans. I mean, you can say what you want to say, but I mean, just we just pretend like she's she, like a Sherry Dennis. We just pretend like she's just a bad boy uh, cast off. Bad Who Boy does? Records cast off. You come on, man, Kunta. You know she's my favorite vocalist, right? Faith talking Evans. About other, Faith, I'm not talking about. I'm not. I'm talking about we as a as oh, a people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Don't give her any recognition and just treat her, you know, as as Sherry Dennis or another bad boy, us uh, a female vocalist that you know got kicked to the curb. There is no other female vocalist that speaks to me the way that she does. Good for you. I like her voice. I I think that. I think that <clears throat> her and Mary J. Blige should probably have switched careers at the end of the day. Uh, I think that um, Mary's voice is not great. She again, that's the same category as, as a lot of people that we are make superstars. Alicia Keys, uh, Janet Jackson. Don't you run away? I'm talking about you, uh, so, but. I just think that, you know, Faith Evans just has, has, it's just been a travesty that she has not, she's not as appreciated, in my opinion, as she should be for Agreed. her talent and contributions. So. That's it, man. That's all I got. There are six people. On I, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to go Patty LaBelle. Otherwise, who gives, who, nobody except for you. <laughs> nobody our age, again, except for you, has listened to an Anita Baker song on purpose in the last 30 days. I probably listened to 10. You. Probably 10. Yeah. All right, so do you do you want to try to figure out somebody for Sade, or just want to just want to put put it, put that in there? This is redamned ridiculous, and keep it moving. Yeah, nobody can compete with Sade. Not even a question. All right, uh, I lied. Be honest. In addition to Black is King, the other best thing that I, I watched in the last week or so was Questlove, uh, the the uh, the former not former. He's still the drummer for the Roots legendary Roots crew. A soul Quarian, and he used to be on. I want to say Jimmy Kimmel, not Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah, it is, it is Jimmy Kimmel, isn't it? No, no, it's it's the other guy, <laughs> Will Ferrell, white folks, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. One of them, <laughs> one of them late night show people. He's he's Colin, a band leader. Colin Farrell? No, uh, might be. No, 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 it's not Colin Farrell. <laughs> it, it doesn't fucking matter. You know who the fuck Questlove <laughs> is? If you don't know who the fuck Questlove is, I don't really know why you listen to this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> This podcast for people who know who the fuck Questlove is, 
And so anyway, so Questlove has this YouTube show where he calls it his record store or something like that. And he did like a P-Funk, Parliament Funkadelic, P-Funk All-Star, like week of some shit. And so I watched two of these things, these documentaries on Parliament, uh, the Funkadelics, Parliament Funkadelics, P-Funk, the P-Funk All-Stars, and that shit was crazy. We don't appreciate, at least people in my generation, I don't know if people in my generation appreciate the contribution of George Clinton and Parliament and the Parliament Funkadelics to our music as we know it. B, I was last week years old when I realized that Dr. Dre's The Chronic whole thing ripped off the whole thing so many goddamn songs g g funk it's called g funk kunta i'm like i i'm like nigga what did you do other than just rap over this shit kunta stop for a second it's called g funk where do you think they got that from p funk is g funk but nigga he stole like almost wholesale songs it's called g funk they never they never tried to hide it you just weren't paying attention Nigga, the whole <laughs> come on, ain't even trying to fool nobody. They never tried to hide it. I, I remember, you know, let me rise. Oh shit, that's cool, man. You got to spare. Yeah, man, I like that. Oh, these old like, cats on there. Yeah, let, I, I want to ride too. I want to ride. Yeah, I saw that original performance. It's fucking amazing. Did I tell you? No, I didn't tell you. One day, I helped George Clinton find the bathroom. One of my jobs. He was lost. He was probably he had high. about. He had about three, no, it was, he was being sued or trying to sue somebody. He had about three uh, raggedy ass braids at the top of his head and a feather. (laughs) (laughs) That was how he came to handle some business on a Thursday. Anyway, so um, <laughs> can, can hold on a second. I want to I want to talk about P Funk and Parliament and all that stuff for a second. No, we're not leaving them, man, because I forgot about that shit. That shit was <laughs> fucking amazing. Okay, so you're talking about the uh, the Quest Love thing. Okay, two two things. No, there. no, everything I learned about uh, Parliament, George Clinton and Parliament, the Funkadelics, uh, P Funk, all everything I learned about that entire evolution. <laughs> From starting out as some goddamn wannabe uh, Motown doo-wop, you know, to the James singers. Brown JBs. Well, that's some of the band members came from there. A lot of them. Uh, Bootsy is probably the most well-known that came from there. Maceo, oh, Bootsy, baby. Maceo, Maceo, Parker, yeah. shit. Maceo was up in that bitch. Uh, um, who's the trombone? Fred, Fred Wilson, I think, wasn't they? No, uh, Freddie. Uh, so they, so you're right. They they had quite a few. Of the people that uh the, of, of of from James Brown's uh, the JBs, you know, yeah, the JBs, the the world renowned, locally known, universally accepted, not as much as Beyonce though. JBs, he, he jacked quite a few of them. Bootsy was sixteen in JB in JB in the JBs. Can you believe that? Yes, yes, I can. Sidebar: Little Wayne was thirteen. <laughs> you hear that sound of, of Beyonce smacking his forehead after I said that because he knows it's true. Little Wayne was 13 when he's part of Cash Money Millionaire. Michael Jackson was five. What are we doing? Shit, okay. Beyonce might have been 12 too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm talking about um, one of the, the baddest motherfuckers in R&B ever, James Brown, relied on a 16-year-old 
bass player to keep the groove. And the groove is what mattered most. The rhythm section is what mattered most in any James Brown song. And the head of that rhythm section were the drummer and the bass guitar player. And the bass guitar player was a 16-year-old Bootsie Collins. That's, that's I don't sensational. Know why, I guess his age, but it's based on talent. But I guess the the talent. I guess you're saying the age at which the talent manifested. Yeah, exactly. okay. But you know his talent was undeniable, and he has done everything he, he could possibly do these last twenty five or so years to squander the remaining <laughs> talent that he has. It's like it's like Bootsy. Uh, I know you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that is as a member of of Parliament and Funkadelic. Maybe right. Maybe branch out. Yeah. So it was it was amazing. I didn't know most of this stuff. You know, the songs I know are the songs everybody knows, you know. Right. And most of those and honestly, those those songs I know because they were fucking sampled. Right. You know, Ice Cube was on there. And this is a this is like a pre-Friday Ice Cube. So this is from one this video, one of the one of the videos he showed from a long time ago. Yeah. Documentary. So Ain't gotta say, man. Some white people knew their shit. Yeah. Some old white people that helped. Yeah, they was some ally allies during that day. Um, talking about this, one white dude said, "Yeah, the the on the on the uh, let me ride." I forgot the the this the artist's name that sings this, and the, the white guy says, "Yeah, he had this sanctified, soul filled <laughs> gospel <laughs> sound that just grabbed you and pulled you in, and you know you were having a spiritual moment." It's like, all right then, Mike McDonald. I see you. Yeah, I see you. It was though. Have you ever have you ever gone back and, and like YouTube some of the older Parliament Funkadelic concerts? That's what I. This was all about. Oh, okay, no, it's, on it's, YouTube. It's, that's a, what this was. It's amazing. It's a, if you. It's amazing. There are people on stage in diapers. There's people on stage in military uniforms. There's people on stage looking like aliens, and they're all jamming their fucking high ass minds off. Like the 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 costumes literally can be completely separated from the sound that's coming or what that person may be singing about. Right. And sometimes not. So you got a right. grown man in a diaper who is singing the fuck, <laughs> the entire fuck out of a song. Teddy Pendergrass sweating. Teddy Pendergrass singing and sweating. And you like, and you like, you like, into like, wait a minute, this nigga wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm with it. Uh, <laughs> but shit, man, yeah. and they were high as fuck all the time. Yeah, they smoke crack. They said it. They, they everything they could get, they tried yeah, they everything. Yes, acid, crack, everything. They were smoked it all. Heroin, and th all of it, anything they could find. Uh, and and the thing of it, the interesting thing is that uh, George Clinton had this his vision that he was going to recreate. He was going to be the Barry Gordy of a new type of Motown. Mm. That was his, oh, you didn't know this? That was his, I that's what that. his goal was. That's why he had, like, he, he had this triangle, triangle of deals with all these companies. You'd have, you know, uh, one group signed to one record label. But then you have another group signed to the other record label. But it's the same niggas from the other group. Just on a different name. <laughs> Yeah. Or you would get you or you would have, you know, one person of the band have a record deal, but that person's still, you know, singing the same shit with the rest of the group. So he was just it was like a, it was boss moves. It's what, what he was doing. And, you know, eventually things got caught up. Yeah. The drugs didn't help anything. Probably not. And and so uh yeah, that 
petered out around the early 80s. And then it came back a little bit. That's actually why he allowed himself to be sampled so much, to be honest, because he was yeah, trying to keep yeah. the music alive and he would give it away. That's what, that's what they, they said. He would give it away. He would even provide, you know, full, uh, full albums that didn't have any words. He would give it away because he, he wanted it dispersed. He wanted people and it worked. I recommend fucking work. I recommend anyone who wants to know the difference between real rock and roll and the watered down shit that kind of created the white rock and roll you hear now. Oh, time to fuck out. Time to fuck out. So that was possible part of that was also part of the documentary. After they had stopped with the doo-wop, you know, 50s shit, they started and they first started taking drugs, drugs. Yeah. They fucking loved, loved Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And they were all the way into that shit. Right. And just as I think you're alluding to, that type of rock and roll was the natural progression of blues and et cetera. Meaning this type of rock and roll was not people. Fuck it. I'm be almost almost can I speak freely? Speak almost freely. Speak freely. This was not white people trying to recreate what they thought was soulful, uh, soulful sounds, soulful uh stories set to rock beats. These are what people who created those soulful sounds and soulful stories, how they would take rock and roll further. So right. they were doing that kind of shit. I think they they were able to borrow some band equipment from, what was it called? Um, Vanilla Salt Lane. Some band let them borrow band equipment and they would just, they would just rock, jam the fuck out. Yeah. And they said one of the, one, one, uh, one scene, someone said that George Clinton invited some people to come in and they were just surrounded by speakers and told them just to play. And so whatever the fuck happened, happened. And that eventually happened. They, they, you know, eventually that became a song. The songs became an album. So this is some real free-thinking shit that meant to push, meant to evolve rock and roll. Um, so, so I agree with you wholeheartedly if that's the direction you want to go. This is this not watered down. This was the oh, evolution. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. There's a, there's a song that, that comes to mind. There's several songs, but this one comes to mind because I just listened to it the other day. Um, there was a guitar player in, in Parliament. I believe he's in Parliament, not Funkadelic, named Eddie Hazel. B, it doesn't fucking matter. It's all the same shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But anyway, this guy, um, a very, very talented musician, very talented rock and roll, and also funk artist, because I call them both. They're both rock and roll and funk. But there's a song by the Mamas and Papas called California Dreamin'. Are you familiar with that song? think so. It's very soft. It's very happy, soft. Eddie Hazel does a version of California Dreaming with Bootsy on bass. My nigga. I need you to listen to the, the Mamas and Papas version first. And then I listen, to the, that one. listen to the Eddie Hazel version. And it's going to be one of your favorite songs. You're going to put it in your playlist because it's, it is so funky, but it's so rock and roll. And it's all black. So it's like, this is what rock and roll was, was destined to be had it not been hijacked. <clears throat> yeah, hijacked. Anyway, so Black is King, do that shit. Parliament of Funkadelic, Parliament and the Funkadelics, P Funk All Swords, George Clinton and the, par and the Parliament, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelics. Yeah, just do that shit. Go, go down a rabbit hole in that shit. You'll regret nothing. And I would say if you hear a song you're familiar with, keep going. You want to go deep cuts on this stuff because it goes real deep. Yeah. All right, man. So. Let's keep it moving. Uh, so they're playing sports again in some places. B, did you, did you know that? Have you heard? I've been. I, I have YouTube TV, so I've been. I, have, I haven't watched anything live. I've been watching the replays of it on my DVR. 
Yeah, well, I watched the Lakers play. Uh, Clippers? Was it Friday? Yeah, the clip game, and yeah. I saw them pull it out. And I, then I uh, watched them play last night, and they all fucking stunk it up. Looking at you, LeBron. Looking at you, AD. Who was that? Who they played? Uh, they played uh, t- Toronto. Toronto. There's no reason for I, them. Yeah, I haven't to watched have, that one yet. I think uh, eight, eight, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis like scored like a handful, like combined maybe 25 points total. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Toronto had 16 um, against the Clippers, so. Well, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, he's got to get, you know, they got to get back in a groove, I guess. Um, it, it's not fun, though. Are you having fun watching it? Oh, CB, you don't know type of a basketball fan I am. So any team that I am a f- true fan of, watching them play gets stressful for me. Yeah. So, I didn't watch most of the Lakers and Clippers game because it's too stressful for me. So when I turned on the Toronto Raptors game to watch all of that shit, they, my teams do what they normally do when I'm watching. They fuck up when they know that I'm watching. It's you. It's all your fault. I was like, is, is Kunta watching? <laughs> shit, fuck him. <laughs> That's why the AD, Cowboys play. You want to play today, AD? Nope. <laughs> But AD, you got three points in the halftime. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so I say that all that to say this. B, did you know, have you heard that uh, there's a young man out there who wants to go, who wants to go full Percy Miller? Do you know what I'm talking about Percy Miller? I'm talking about Master, yeah, Master P. P. B. Did you remember Master P, who's lived every black man's dream, if you really think about it? Right. Played in the NBA? Did, did you did you remember? Did you forget you remember that? No, I remember that. He was a uh, Charlotte Hornet for a second. Right. So he's the first rapper turned Hooper. Who? For money. Master P. Oh, no. I, I thought you said it was somebody else. No, no. It was Master P. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think is the best Hooper turned rapper? Hooper turned rapper, I would say. It's not even close. Hooper you can't get this wrong. Shaq? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll also give uh, Dame Dash a asterisk for maybe being the best rapper who's a hooper. You mean um, Damian Lillard? I call him Dame Dash, didn't I? Yeah. Fuck you, Dame Dash. Yeah, Damian Lillard. Okay. <laughs> AKA Dame Dollar. Fuck you, Dame Dash. <laughs> Dame. Dame Dash, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't know you had such a uh, opposite, uh, uh, I mean, a... Uh, Crazy reaction to the name Dame Dash. Even though you said it. Fuck said Dame it, Dash. Okay, I got you. I hear you. <laughs> what has he done for you, B? Nothing. What has he done? Absolutely and nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. Um, nor will he. Um, anyway, so B. A young man has been talking to Percy Miller and is seeking to do what's only been done before. Go from rapping for money to hooping for money. On the highest stage, the National Basketball Association be. You want to guess who that is? Is it his son? Little Romeo? Nah, man. Ain't Little Romeo. <laughs> okay. By the way, it's out of curiosity. Do they still call him Little Romeo? I hope not. <laughs> well, you tell me. It's, it's contemporary. Did they, is it just Bow Wow? Do you call him Little Bow Wow? If, if, you, if, we, if you call him Little Bow Wow, do you expect him to respond? I mean, what, how does it work? I thought he goes by Shad now. Shad Moss. Shit, somebody say a little bow wow, he better turn around. He better. He better sing a little yeah. lyric. He better sing oh, a little <laughs> Get his little ass whooped. <laughs> so who's the guy who's the guy going to Master P? <clears throat> Maybe this will help you. He has his own shoe. His own shoe? 
His own basketball shoe, B. He's a rapper with his own basketball shoe? Mm-hmm. That's how I know you're old as fuck, B. If you, if you kept your ear to the street and your eyebrows down, you have narrowed this down to two potential people. Someone help you out. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not Aubrey. It's not Aubrey Graham. It's not Drake. I wasn't gonna say him. The only people I knew who had shoes were G Unit and Jay Z. Who? What other rapper had a shoe? <laughs> okay, it's not Curtis Jackson. <laughs> I know it's not them. They old as fuck. It's not Sean Corey Carter's knees. It's not uh, Lloyd Banks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. Uh... <laughs> Drake has a basketball it's, shoe. It's, it's, he had a he had a Jordan crossover. Oh, that's not videos. the same thing. I thought you meant a shoe like in his name. It's not it's not Young Buck. <laughs> oh man! And ironically, no, it's also not Game. <laughs> Though he does play in a lot of these All Star Entertainer leagues and whatnot. Right. And he, I think he has played in the Drew League a time or two. You give up, B? I give up. <clears throat> J. Anthony Cole. J. Cole, man. Oh, J. Cole plays ball though. He's but he doesn't, he's trying to get in the league. I don't know if he's that good. He plays ball though. He's like he I think he might have played. He's trying college. to get in the league. Didn't he play college? Or am I, I don't wrong know about that shit. I don't know about that one, but he <laughs> I can't co-sign that one. No, never mind, because he went to a big school. I know he didn't play for a big school. So I'm seeing this little nigga out there. Uh, at at you know these uh, private sports facilities where the players play in the off season and where they've been playing before shit got shut down, shut down. Yeah, he's out there looking like a goddamn asshole running around shooting with the fucking the Bob Marley dreads, <laughs> right. uh, Mar- the Bob Marley dreads. <laughs> when I say the Bob Marley dreads, I mean the one that are not meant to get sweaty, right? Under any <laughs> circumstances, the ones that are not aerodynamic in any way, the ones that cannot be tamed in any way. Right. Kind of like that shit on the top of Cam Newton's head. How is that going to fit under a helmet? Mm. That's, not, that's not what we're talking about. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so this little nigga out here, yeah, he has his own Puma basketball shoe. He's oh, out okay. here just, just, just shooting and stuff. I'm like, we already lived through this. Drake already tried this shit. The answer is no. No, I'm not, I'm not here for it. But I do applaud and commend anyone who's trying, who tries to do something that they're not, just out of their comfort zone. I give him credit for that, but I don't care. I don't want to see it. B, this nigga don't think it's out of his comfort zone. He thinks it's in his zone. No. <laughs> That's the opposite. There's no way. There, well, what would he play? He's like six what? Six two, six three. I don't know if he's that tall. He's but. not fucking with these point guards in the league right now. Russell Westbrook Mm-mm. would fuck him up. No, he ain't go there. He's not fucking with these high school kids, man. Mikey, you don't know what it is, but Mikey out here, shit. Mikey gonna fucking you know bounce it, go between his legs, reverse it, and look at him all, the entire time. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's a good story with Mikey. He's 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 supposed to be by most people's by most people's uh, assessment, he's the number one ranked high schooler in the country, and half of his um, list of uh, that he's considering of colleges. HBCUs. So hopefully he will, you know, if he does that, that could, you know, that could start a thing thing because he's, he's number one. All right. So good luck, J. Cole, uh, with your basketball exploits. But just, just so you know, J. Cole, not everyone can be Percy Miller. They just can't. They can't because he's about it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was right. J. Cole is, was a walk-on for St. John's. 
Division one. I, I knew I knew. Win B, because St. John's at one point stopped being St. John's. It doesn't matter. They turn they turn into St. Jim's. Doesn't matter. He played he played college ball in a D one school. I don't I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that he was the best. He was a walk on, but he did make the team. So he he did play. So I knew it was a good school too. I knew it was a big school, I mean. Um so I mean I'm not saying Japan, uh, uh, B, I was I was a bad shooting day from being a walk on at my alma mater. Okay. But okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and B, do you know what walk-ons do when they get on the team? Sit on the bench. <laughs> no, man. They, you know, they create, they make up dances, they make up cheers. That evolved to sometimes my desk has been cool. They're like, I'm holding back. I'm holding everybody back. Everybody right. back. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's it's far-fetched, but it's not as far-fetched as like me going out there or or Lloyd Banks going out there trying to do it. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't know how good of a baller y'all was when y'all was uh when y'all was in your in your late teens. I don't know. Anything's possible. He's not in his late teens. He's got to be close to thirty, right? I don't know if he's that old, but maybe. I know he's. Oh shit! I don't know. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm on the Kendrick Lamar side of this shit. I I don't. You know, I'm not a J Cole guy. I'm you, just not. You were trying to move on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The NFL. Uh, a lot of high-profile opt-outs. Have you, have you heard anything about that? People are opting out because they don't think it's safe and they don't want to catch coronavirus, COVID-19. So they're saying, hey, I'm not playing football. You can't make this shit safe. Have you heard about these opt-outs? You're saying they're high-level people? Oh, yeah. Like, five players, five starters off the Patriots are gone. Wow. They said, they said nope. And then the uh, the world champion Kansas City Chiefs, they've lost their... I believe they're starting running back and they're starting right guard. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So this is a thing thing. Um, and there's no, I guess they've canceled preseason and there's, I don't, I don't know if there's any, what's been discussed about trying to make this thing safe. I know my team, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, they had their first meeting today at the, at the, the uh, facilities for uh, veteran players. And they try to have these dudes like, like stadium seating, but sitting apart from each other. No, I just don't know how this works. Yeah, this is ugly. And then my alma mater, they debuted this helmet, uh, football helmet for these college kids, University of Texas. And uh, I don't know how they're going to breathe in it. It basically had brought the face shield all the way down through the face mask. I don't know how they're going to breathe in it. Wow. If you got to do all this shit, what does that tell you? Means, don't, don't play. hey, maybe you can't play this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then baseball tried to play because we thought baseball was one of the few things you could play and be okay. Right. Nope. Well, they don't have a bubble, meaning people do whatever the fuck they do and then show up when it's time to show up. I think like fucking 19 players on, on the Miami Marlins team yeah. got sick and they had to cancel all these games. Yeah. And so, you know, now they're, now there's now the, the, the MLB officials, uh, the MLB commissioner saying, well, we might not be able to do this. No shit. Yeah. The only way the reason they're able to play games in the NBA is because they got a bubble. Which did we talk about Lou Williams first in the bubble? We did not. Yeah. So Lou Williams left the NBA bubble um, to go to Magic City. He's 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 always a king of diamonds. Whatever the club is out there, that's where you went. Did you hear? Did you hear about that, B? I did hear about it. He went to Magic City here in Atlanta. Oh. Wait, he went to Atlanta? Yeah, I believe he was in Atlanta. 
He left Florida. Yeah, I believe. And he, went to Atlanta. I believe he was in Atlanta. Yeah. Now, and the nigga came back and said it was because of the wings. <laughs> I think so. He came to Atlanta, man. That's what's so crazy about this story. <laughs> I didn't know that part. I'm not prepared to talk about that. This nigga <laughs> left the bubble and went to a whole ass other state to a strip club and came back and said he would he needed some some chicken wings. And they're really good there. God damn. All right. Top NFL top 100. So we're just going to talk about the top 5 players. Uh be you feel comfortable telling me who you think the top five players were last last year? Your your best guess. If you don't feel comfortable, that's cool. No, I don't. You can do it though. I, I can. Right. I can. So, I, I've, I've, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who they are, uh, in no particular order. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion. Aaron Donald, um, supposedly the best once in a generation defensive player, though. I'm, you know, I don't see it. Uh, Russell Wilson. A.K.A. Sierra's baby's daddy. All of the babies. Looking at you, Tredavious. Um, and Mike, Michael Thomas, that receiver from New Orleans, he, he's, he's the best receiver not named Julio Jones. And Lamar Jackson and his slavery head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just... I don't... <laughs> They don't make that type of nigga no more, but all right. <laughs> it's like, shit, man, you've been splitting, splitting rails. I don't, <laughs> whatever. Um, so B, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl MVP. Did you, you, you remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So what do you think they ranked him in the top five? <sighs> Patrick Mahomes, I would say they ranked him number one. What if I were to tell you? This top 100 is voting on, voted on by the players, only the players. That's what makes it you know, kind of a big deal to the people that are on it and not on it. Right. This is what the players think of themselves. Would you believe the players said he was number four? Mm. Lamar Jackson, mm. number one? Hell fucking yeah, that nigga was playing. Shit. I can agree with that, <laughs> it's like, though. It's like, do you want to tackle him? Tackle him, I can't <laughs> see the nigga. I, I would definitely agree that he could be number one. I just didn't think they would give it to him because he lost. But I would agree. You wouldn't? Oh, you, you must have forgot. He was league MVP, man. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a bad boy. Yeah, it's, it's like he was, if Barry's, no, he's like a combination of Michael Vick and Barry Sanders. Michael Vick would run away from people because he was fast as fuck. He's right. like the Flash. Oh, you're there? No, I'm gone. Right. Barry Sanders may not have been fast, but he was like, you could not, you couldn't tackle this nigga. He just, just spin a Rooney, flip, stop, start, go movement. this one. Yeah, lateral movement. That's Lamar Genius. Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a crazy mix of those two. He's got the side-to-side -side quick spin moves. Yeah. I'm going to make you look stupid. You might break your shit. There goes a knee. There goes an ankle. I'm going to spin for no damn reason just because I can. And I'm fast. Probably about a 4-4-4-3. Four, 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 Michael Vick ran a 4-2-5. Nobody's going to beat that at the quarterback position. Nah. Um, so, yeah, this, he's not the type of person you want to see as a defender by yourself. Right. You don't want to tackle him by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter yeah. of fact, even if you are by yourself, you want to make sure he doesn't see you or that's a problem. Right. I would agree he's number and one, it's, And it's also unsustainable because he weighs probably, uh, he weighs about uh, somewhere between me and you. He probably weighs about 210 on a Ooh, good day. Goodness. Yeah, no, you can't, you know, one day that cleat going to slip. Yeah. You're going to spin into a defensive lineman and it ain't going to be good. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I'm cool with him being number one. Number two is Russell Wilson. Aye, wow. He's hey, he's you, damn good. You think he's that good? Yeah. Okay. Can you name somebody on the Seahawks who's good that plays offense other than Russell Wilson? No, no. you can't. No. No, you can't. What about Marshawn Lynch? He's old as fuck. He's old. And he's there for, you know, shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's he's very, 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 very good at at placing the ball places. And he's very, very good at moving just enough not to get fucked up. Um who was, wait a minute, who was the Super Bowl this year, last year? Or the beginning of the year? Kansas City. Pat. And wait, who, what? I'm saying, yeah. who, was, who was the other one? Wait, wait, what? Uh, Kansas, Kansas City, City who, who they play? Yeah, who they play. 49ers. Man, <laughs> that didn't help shit, huh? Like, no. Oh. No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> this is how bad football's gotten to me. 49ers, wow. I don't remember that game at all. What I can't believe is that the NFL players put a receiver over Julio Jones. I, I don't Whoa, I don't so number that. three is a receiver? No, number four. Number, okay, number three is Aaron Donald. I believe He's that. a defensive lineman. I, I agree with that. Number four is Patty Mahomes, which, okay, let's stop. Full stop there. Ain't no way. No way. Look, I can understand if, he, if Lamar is your number one. But we really going to try to pretend like Pat Mahomes is not, is not 1B? Uh, how, we, how we get here? Is this hate? Oh, these niggas is hateful. These salty ass hate niggas, they hateful. I believe it's hate. This is niggas a once in a life seat. See, I love Lamar and his slavery head. I love him though. But the way Lamar plays football has a short shelf life. Yeah. Ask Cam. Ask Michael Vick. Yeah. Now, the way Patty Mahomes plays football, we talking about, you know, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. You can do that for a long time. A long, long time. And they weren't, I don't know if they were as good as he was in the first well, two seasons. Well, absolutely not. But <clears throat> the people that know things, the, the, they, they say that in the last, I don't know, 25 years, the greatest arm talent they've seen is Aaron Rodgers. I agree with that. Most of those same people say, Patty Mahomes has the same talent. I agree with that. Yeah. Pat Mahomes can literally throw the ball anytime, any place, anywhere, at any angle. Any Sometimes angle. even without looking. Any angle, yeah. Even practice throwing the ball without no, doing no look passes. Right. And football. There's no way in hell he's number four. So I, I see that as hate. I just don't I, don't, I don't get it. I can understand Lamar being number one, but how Mahomes ain't number two. I mean, number one is the league MVP. Okay. Right. Number two is the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, really? I love me some Russell Wilson. Not really. He's fake as fuck. But he ain't better than Pat Mahomes on right. his best day. Right. On his best day. And he and Pat Mahomes have exactly the same amount of Super Bowl wins. Right. One. And Aaron Donald is great, but he's a defensive player, so I don't think he goes he's in the top five. He's boring as fuck. He don't go in the top he's five. He's boring. B, are you saying he's great because you think he's great? Or, and you, are you saying he's great because people say he's great? Because I've seen him. I'm like, oh, okay. I watched him play. Right. I think he can, he can change the, the, the face of the game. Like he, he can make plays that change the way the game ends up. You don't think so? Are they ex you think, okay, how about this way? 
does he pop off the screen to you? Defense isn't exciting anymore, though. So, I mean... Well, anymore? Yeah. Shit. There were I days mean, when defense was exciting. Lawrence Taylor was exciting. Yeah, the Chicago Bears... Uh, the 80, 84 Chicago Bears, the defense was exciting. Pittsburgh Steelers, de- the Iron Curtain, those were exciting defenses where you watch... My watched- favorite player of all time, and he should be yours too, B, because Atlanta has no real football stars. Primetime. He was must-see TV every time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you're acting like he wasn't an Atlanta Falcon. No, I'm saying he should be your favorite player too because he's the best Atlanta Falcon they've ever had. Uh, uh, maybe Julio's up there. He ain't no prime time. Uh, there, we've had a few good Falcons, man. But let's let that's I I, another. I didn't say good. I said, hey, point is, yes, that was he was exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. There, there are some defensive exciting players, but I don't think there's any defenses exciting anymore. So I do agree that Aaron Donald is probably an exciting. I mean, I'm not exciting. Is is a high a high level player because of his ability to change the outcome of a game. However, I don't believe he should be top five anyway. Though no defensive player. Yeah. Well, yes, and then number and then number four is Mahomes because people hate. Mm, if they hate on Jesus B, you know they're gonna hate on Pat on Pat Mahomes. Right. Um, and number five is uh is Mike. Uh, shit, what's his last Williams? name? See, yeah, no, is that his last name? Who? Who? What does he? What does he play? He's the receiver from New Orleans. See, that's how. That's how. Yeah. Mike something. Mike Williams, maybe. Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, Mike Thomas. He's better Michael than Julio? Thomas. Fuck no. He's not better than Julio. You're <laughs> Who right. thinks this dude is better than Julio? Yeah, Who? Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who? I, I think he's sensational. Julio can do everything he can do, except Julio get an extra 25, 30 pounds, and he does it faster. Yeah, yeah. Julio is a monster. The only person that's ever been like Julio in the last 15 years was Megatron. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. By the way, both them boys have some connection to Georgia. You didn't ask, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, all right, man. So <sighs> let's get to some sad shit and get on get on up out of here. B, did you did you watch the the primary ceremony for um, the late great uh, John Lewis? Did you watch the any the the the, the big funeral ceremony? I did not. I was preparing for another funeral in real life, so mm. I was reserving my funeral uh, temper. I understand. Yeah, but you know, this was uh, this was the big one. I believe it was in Atlanta. Um, yeah, and so all uh, the former presidents were there. Um, you know, shit's a big deal when presidents show up to your funeral. Just like it's sort of a big deal. Um, so. President Clinton, President Bush, and my man, President Obama were there. Guess who wasn't there? Four or five. Someone else, though. Oh. Jimmy Carter, man. He's almost dead. He didn't want to catch corona. <laughs> well, that's understandable. He's like 90-something or another. But yeah, he wasn't there either. But Jimmy he sent Carter, a note. He loves the Negras, so he was going to be there. It's not nice. Anyway, he sent a note. Um, <laughs> but, but Trump's nowhere to be seen. Hasn't said much about it. President Obama. Nigga. My man. He took a eulogy and turned it into a campaign speech. <laughs> It was so good. All we needed was for Joe Biden to run up on the stage and point to himself. So yeah, when you think of it, it's like a 
coming to America. We you know Eddie Murphy says, when you, when you think of trash, think of me. It's like, <laughs> when you think of Obama, think of me. <laughs> oh, I have to man. check that he, out. He just... He's one of the, you know, there are there in American history, there are only a handful of people who are great orators. Orators. Uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, JFK. Maybe Bill Clinton on a good day, maybe. There are probably a few others. But President Obama... He's that guy. He's like Batman. Oh, you, you, I don't know if you'll go with me on here. They say Batman can beat anyone in the world, any superhero, doesn't fucking matter, as long as he's got time to prepare. That's President Obama. If you give him time to prepare something, it's over. Whatever he's talking about, it's done. Who, who, who says that if you give Batman enough time to prepare, he can beat anyone in the world? Who says that? Okay. Okay, just nerds, man. It's geek shit. That's why I said you wouldn't know. <laughs> I was like, what? We do? I mean, think about it. Think he about it. Think everyone, about it. everyone says that like we do. Think about it. People think this nigga can actually be Superman. I mean, Superman's like a god and shit and an alien. And people are like, oh, I'll give Batman some time. You know, I find some <laughs> kryptonite. You know, maybe make a kryptonite suit. You never know. He always got tricks up his sleeve. Right. Okay. That sort of shit. People, that, so that's that's the so whole Obama's thing. Obama's really these, good is what you're saying. <laughs> Goodness I'm, no, I'm saying he's really good, but... If you give him some prep time in advance, it's right. over. Right. So he he put he put John Lewis, he sent him out, he eulogized him and put him in heaven. And then he turned around to 45's funky ass without even mentioning his name. Right. Beat him about the head and shoulders and anyone that that likes or fucks with him. Right. And you know Fox <laughs> played this shit. Like, whoo, y'all should have fucked up. Now nah, y'all shouldn't have played that shit. Right. Uh, so, so yeah, it was really good. I, I'd advise anyone out there who hasn't seen it. Uh, it's it's easily accessible. Yeah. To uh, to hear the president speak, uh, particularly President Obama, and then also you know W. I fucks with W now. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? And uh, and Bill Clinton. I know there's some there's a little bit of controversy over Bill, but. I don't personally have a problem with what he said. You know, at the same time, you know, people are who the fuck they are. So, you know, certain white liberals have a certain view right. of what they think, you know, the movement should look like. And, and so does and Bill Clinton does. And I'm sure W does, but W fucking hangs out a lot with Condi and with Michelle Obama. So, you know, he's been gotten straight on some things. Right. Um, so... Send off to a giant, um, a kind man, a man who shed blood, sweat, and tears for people like me, people like Bionis, people like you all out there to have the right to go out and vote. Now, whether or not that's made easy or hard, you still have the right to do it because people like John Lewis fought and bled for it. Um, so that was that was an interesting uh, chapter that's come to a close. We're now in a new chapter, and you know we'll see what we do with it. Um, have you watched that documentary? 
Which one? Uh, so Call something like the good kind of bad or something like that. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I encourage people to to watch that. Um, and I'm going to check it out. Um, this is a man you need to get to know because it's just it's very informative. Talk about American heroes. This is one of them. Um, people that that help shape and form form some of the things that you know on paper we're entitled to have. Some of the freedoms and liberties on paper we're supposed to have are because of the efforts of people like him. Right. Um, now let's go to some sad, sadder news, B. Um, did you know that this past week we lost Herman Cain? I saw that just a couple of days ago, right? Yeah. You know, he, he gave up his, he lost his tragic battle with COVID-19. And um, it's possible that he may have gotten gotten it uh, at that Trump rally in Tulsa because he was sitting in the uh, Blacks for Trump section not wearing masks in that arena. But who's to say? We don't know. We know he did contract it. And, uh, you know, B, if I really think about it, you know, there's only one conclusion to draw here, B, from Herman Cain's death to COVID-19. And I know you're going to feel the same way as, as I do, that clearly... Heaven needed him up there more than we needed him down here. So rest in peace, Herman Cain. Doing that 999 deal up in the sky. B, any words for him? Mr. Cain's passing? No. Okay. Well, I know you're broken up about it, so I understand. Maybe later when you're ready. Um, moving on. Texas representative Louis <laughs> what? You are such an asshole. What are you talking about? Nothing. <laughs> Keep moving on. No, I'm just, I just, I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, I said what I said from the heart. I mean, I just, heaven's got another angel up there and what? He haven't, you know, he's, he's joined the heavenly chorus. I mean, I know B, you don't really believe in this sort of thing and that's fine, but I like to believe that he's, you know, he's dancing with the angels up there, Herman Cain. Um, Anyway, so COVID-19, Louis Gohmert, Louis Gohmert, representative of, of uh, the state of Texas, notorious mask not wearer. He does not wear masks. Well, getting ready to go on a trip with uh, 45 to Texas for fundraising, Mr. Gohmert was stopped. <gasps> Gasp, your test came back. You have coronavirus. So he could not travel with the president. B, have you heard about this? I have not. <clears throat> I need this direct quote. So after being informed he has coronavirus, he, he, how do you think, how do you think uh, a reasonable person would inform their staff about how they got coronavirus? coronavirus? Um, I'm not sure. And currently, I currently having coronavirus. How would you think um, you would inform your staff? So let's say you're a representative B. You just got, found out you got coronavirus. How are you going to tell tell your your staff that you, you, hey, I'm infected with coronavirus? I don't I don't understand how how to I don't know what you mean. Well, you gotta you know there's stuff you know, you know got people working on for on your behalf. You know I, the government don't stop. How are you gonna how are you gonna how are you gonna let people know what's happened so that they you know they can act accordingly and continue you know? Well, not in person. I would definitely <laughs> tele telecall. Uh, uh, Skype. Give everybody the nope. week off. Yeah, tell everybody That's go get bullshit, tested. Man, that is bullshit. No, you call your staffers 
into your fucking office and close the door and tell them. That's what you do. That's what he did. But he's... By the way, did I tell you he has a 100% no mask policy for all of his staff? <laughs> so he's, he, got, he has it. He says, you know what we should all do? We should all go into a tube, the tube of my office, and uh, we should share some air while I tell you guys that I definitely got it. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you for coming in. I, hey, close the door, please. Close the door. We're, we're here. Come on in. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> high fives. Everybody, high fives, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, guys, I got a little bit of corona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What an asshole. How big of an asshole do you, you have to be? Yeah. To, to do that to someone. How? B, do you want to know how he thinks he got it? How does he think he got it? <clears throat> Although he doesn't usually wear a mask. Uh, sometimes he's seen spotting a bandana because there actually is a, a mandate on the Capitol building and in Washington that you should be wearing a mask. Um, he believes that, you know, it's possible he might have rubbed his mask on something and got a little virus on it. And that's probably what gave him coronavirus. The oh, mask. so it's the mask's fault. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Neat. We're just going to let that sink in. Um, the mask gave him coronavirus. And we're done. Okay, so... Um, Again, and the other upsetting thing was that he had a rule that if you were one of his staffers, you could not be seen wearing a mask because it would make him look bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a special Louis kind of dude. Gomert. What an asshole. What, a, what a special kind of ignorant asshole. Yeah. Uh, hope he pulls through. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Nothing, man. That's just two. That's two people right there that you. What? I hope you, he pulls through. I hear you. Hope I it's a white case. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, should be. I don't I mean, be. You know, if someone, you know, does crack or something and they go in the hospital, you hope they pull through. I mean, right. shit. I didn't tell, I didn't tell them to do crack. I didn't tell them to run around, run around with no mask. He chose right. to do that. So, what, what I well wish thoughts and prayers, Gomert. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Um, all right. B, what if I were to tell you that the Trump administration actually had a plan for a national response to coronavirus? What would you think? I believe it. You'd be right. Uh, President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, had a plan, a national plan to deal with coronavirus. But? And he brought in uh, one of his colleagues from law school and a, from Harvard and a business school person, and they were creating a national plan. But uh, insiders close to the president at that time realized coronavirus was only affecting the blue states and thought, you know, it'd be better just to ride that out mm. and use it as a as political uh, capital to say, well, look at these poorly run blue states. Delicious. As we sit here and record today, Dr. Deborah Burks has just confirmed that the Midwest, Ohio, and other Midwest states are about to uh, face an onslaught of the virus. It's imminent now. Um, so that didn't work, but okay. 
so that the New York Times reported that the plan that Kushner created apparently went poof into thin air. Direct quote. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, Kushner tried, Fauci tried, Burks tried, Redfield tried, but he would just rather try to get reelected. Be how much does he want to get reelected? Be. B, did you hear about um, Trump's tweet about delaying the election? Did you hear that? I did not. What? With universal mail-in voting, parentheses, not absentee voting, comma, which is good, parentheses, 2020 will be the most inaccurate, all caps, and fraudulent, all caps, election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the USA. Delay the election until people can properly and securely vote. Three question marks. So let me, uh, this is our last topic. Let me uh, kind of just unpack that. So, and just, just, just to confirm for those who's, this may be their first show. B, you, you served in the military, correct? Yes. And you serve to uphold the Constitution. I, I, I believe that's one of the things you're required to swear allegiance to. Is that correct? Against enemies foreign and domestic. Okay. So a sitting American president, before the, the presidential election has, has occurred, is actively saying, and that's, this is not just tied to this tweet, B. I'm pretty sure you've seen other statements he's made, is actively saying, is actively undermining the legitimacy of the election that has not occurred. A sitting United States president who votes by mail is generating conspiracy theory that's untrue that mail-in voting is going to be rigged and fraudulent. A sitting president is saying before the elections happen that the election will be rigged and fraudulent. In short, a sitting president of these United States is telling Americans that they should not trust the elections, the vote, they should not trust the elections in this government that are coming in November. Let's just talk about that one. B, I know you're not a big voter, but what does it sound to you when a sitting American president is telling Americans this election is going to be rigged and fraudulent? What is your reaction to that? Let's just forget it's Trump. Just any American president saying that before their election, months before their election. What would you? How how would you react to that? I would um, look at that president differently. I, I feel like it, I feel like him him forecasting that is kind of ridiculous. Okay, because he's talking about he's you. talking about his government, right? So I agree with you. So let's move to the second part. Actually, the part of the tweet. Delay the election until people can properly and securely and safely vote. No. And this remember, we talked about this, and I was telling you that um, I believe that my stance is that I don't give a fuck what happened past three, four years or whatever. You know, you've destroyed all the things you've destroyed. Whatever you've helped, you've helped. Whatever you've heard, you've heard. Fine. But once we get to the point where the election happens and a new president gets elected or 
or whatever, you got to step down, dude. And that's and and I believe everybody who's far for the country believes that. That's part of the reason is all the rules and the ideas and the ideals that we fought for are, are that's one of them. So you get it's four the, years, you have to be reelected. You don't get to delay that. You don't get to push it off to the to another time. It, no, it needs to happen. Well, B, I'm glad you said that because whether you meant to or not, you're actually uh, paraphrasing what's in the fucking Constitution. Yeah. The only way to move an election, which has never happened in the history of this country through world wars and even the Civil War, is, is we've moved the election. It's never happened. If we wanted to move the election, the Constitution only allows Congress and the Senate to do so. Yeah. It's in black and white. I don't have the exact amendment to it, but I can point you to it later. It's it's that's it's the con it's that piece of paper Trump has never read. So check this out, Kunta. So you noticed when you asked me about defending the Constitution or whatever, what I said was against fo enemies, foreign or domestic. I got that. Can a president be considered a domestic enemy? And that's what we all, all of us need to contend with. Well, B, I think you know my stance on that since the impeachment. I think he's he's been a domestic. I mean, let's just look at at Bounty Gate, which we never talked about. B, the intelligence that Russia was placing bounties on American troops in Afghanistan. First, Trump said he never heard it. Then, after it was leaked or or revealed that he had been briefed on it, um, then his position changed. Um, that, you know, either he never heard it or people under him read it and, and deemed that there was also counterintelligence. And so, you know, there's reasonable disagreement on it. So no need to act on it because, you know, not final. Then they ask, then he's asked, did you ever talk to Putin about it? The answer is no. And then later on, it's revealed he's talked to Vladimir Putin six times since the initial um, reporting of the bounties. And he admitted it's, he's never brought it up. In any of the six times he's talked to Vladimir Putin. Okay. China does some shit we ain't never really, you don't really know for sure, but they did some shit. And next thing you know, they shut the Chinese consulate down in Houston, Texas. Okay. President Trump routinely refers to China as the China, uh, coronavirus 19 as the China virus. Okay. Why is it? that he's so willing and easy to point out China when anything they're even remotely suspected of doing, point him out. Told Chi, very strong. Going to, be, going to be consequences. But when is Vladimir Putin? Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, well, people differ. Oh, he told me he didn't do that. The loyalty to Russia yeah. and Putin. Pulling out troops, destabilizing. Remember when we destabilized? What was it? The Middle East. Was it? Yeah, we destabilized. We pulled out those. Uh, we we left the Kurds yeah. to fend for themselves, and then Russia and uh, I think it was Iran. They swooped in to that area that we were in. Syria, right? Was it Syria? Yeah, I think it was Syria, northern Syria, somewhere about that part. Yeah. And like Nancy Pelosi says, which is true, all paths lead back to Russia. So. Foreign or domestic threat. He asked China to interfere in the election. He asked uh, Russia to interfere in the election. 
he recently asked another country. I lost it. But he, he's, he's asking other countries to help him win. So, see the the problem here, Kunta, is that it's easy to to um to call an, an actor who say sells secrets to the Russians uh, enemy of the state. But how do you deem a president enemy of the state? I think that a lot he, of people when he does it out loud, when he says it out loud, when he admits to what he did and didn't do. But is there a voting process? Like where, you know, for like, for instance, Eric Snowden. Snowden was enemy of the state. Nobody denied it. Even if you, even if you agreed with what he did, he still did break treason, treason laws. But how do you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, there, there's no voting. Well, we, already, we, already, we already went to this. High crimes and misdemeanors. We already did this. The truth of the matter is that based on the evidence, Trump should have been removed from office. But it didn't happen. And the truth of the matter is, it shouldn't have even made it that far because when he saw what he, that what he did was exposed, he should have resigned to save the country from, from going through that, but he didn't. Right. We're in uncharted waters where a president has, has survived an impeachment, not for getting a blowjob and lying about it, but for some actual soliciting a foreign country to interfere in an election to keep him elected, which is, you know, treason. So he survived that. He routinely attacks, uh, ignores portions of the Constitution. Remember how we talked last time, two weeks ago, about uh, DHS sending, sending federal agents into Portland? Right. Un unmarked vans? Well, now they've done it to Chicago, B. Did you know that? I didn't. They've now sent them into Chicago. Personal, unnamed, unmasked troops to disperse wherever he seems fit. So, undermining the election in the year of his election, suggesting that he might need to postpone the election. Right. What type of country does that sound like to you, B? Some bullshit. I've never been in the military. I wouldn't know. What type of country does that sound like to that you? That sounds like what some bullshit would? dictatorship type stuff. Uh, the co-chair of the Federalist uh, Society, which is like the primary Republican organization, called it exactly what it is. It's fascist. It's fascism. We have a problem. In addition to the regular dirty tricks, voter suppression that's going to happen, that normally happens, we now have real concerns. I didn't tell you this part. When Trump was con uh, confronted about the tweets, he says, well, you know, no one wants the election happen, happen more than me, but only if it's, you know, but I want it to be, you know, I want it to be accurate. Nobody wants to wait around weeks or months or even years to figure out who the winner is, if then. We have a problem. Will there be a peaceful exchange of power if Trump loses this election? Pause. Even if he doesn't, will there be a peaceful exchange of power at the end of a second term? This is a problem. 
This is a foundational problem. Everyone, everywhere, you need to go vote on November the 3rd. We're not going to have the results the day before, the day after, or the day of like we normally do because there's going to be a lot of mail-in voting because of the, the uh, coronavirus. Uh, contrary to what Trump is going to say and people that support Trump, mail-in vote, mail voting and absentee voting are almost the same thing. It's noise. If he loses, hopefully he loses. Because if he doesn't, I'm not sure what kind of country we're going to have left, to be honest with you. I don't know if he's going to peacefully transfer power, B. What do you think? Doesn't look like it. No matter what happens, the term is over on January, was it the 2nd of 2021? Yep, and depending on your, on your interpretation of the Constitution, he can't be president anymore. That, that would mean the secession would go to either Nancy Pelosi or Senator Leahy. He doesn't know that because he's ignorant. But um, dangerous times, B. Polls show that he's down big in battleground states, and he is functionally tied in large red states that are traditionally not even in question. Texas, for one. It's getting scary, B. Might have to actually, uh, he literally might have to be moved out by the military. Yeah. I'm but here for it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Hopefully we still have 90-something or so days between now and the election. Joe Biden hasn't picked, a, hasn't selected a VP yet. Um, Where is this fucking guy? Where is this guy? Oh, he gave a, you know, yeah, he gave a, He's now speaking about once a week. And I'm assuming that, and he took questions the last time he spoke. He's laid out his Build Back Better, uh, I guess you say, campaign and what he intends to do. He's kind of laid, laid out some, some of the reforms he wants to put in place and trying to get jobs back and bring things, make sure things are made back here again. Rebuilding infrastructure, you know, policies and whatnot. Um, I assume... Uh, maybe this week he'll announce his VP and then they will, they will continue to, they'll probably go harder on getting a message out. Um, but he's, he's, you know, I, I encourage listeners to go, you know, Google Build Back Better and Biden's last two uh, addresses. Uh, he's, he's starting to put together his policies on things and, and we'll see. And depending on who his vice president is, you know, that could also go into hyperdrive. So right now, some of the some of the top candidates apparently are Karen Bass, Representative Karen Bass. She's a dark horse. People think have gone into the number one spot. Kamala Harris is still there. Um, Stacey Abrams, Val Demings, uh, former ambassador Susan Rice. Uh, those all appear to be the most likely people because he said it'd be a woman and we presume a woman of color. Uh, so we'll see. And if the ticket is strong enough, if the numbers stay the same, if people do what they're saying and they're going to do in the polls and have no reason not to think so because Ohio's and the Midwest is about to get fucked by coronavirus close to election time. Hopefully we'll have a new president and then we'll have to see if there'll be a peaceful exchange of power. 
we'll be there. No matter what happens, we'll all hold hands and burn sage and get our passports ready if necessary. And no matter what, it'll be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. 